0: to the first episode of season two of From Paper to People, Ancestors Alive Genealogy's many-faceted podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Carolyn Neelachlan, and I want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who is listening, and even to everyone who listened once and abandoned hope for this podcast. You know, I'm feeling charitable, so everybody, Let's thank Father Philip Hubbard of Hampton Bays, New York, who sent me a passive-aggressive misogynistic hate email back in early May. Thanks, dude. You Episcopalian priests are a hoot. Every one of you are important to some phase of the podcast's growth and evolution, and I appreciate you so much. The podcast turned one year old on the 3rd of January, at which point we had topped 15,200 listens. What? I had an episode about New Year's Eve and New Year's Day all ready to go, but you know what? I'm kind of not feeling it. I'm a little holidayed out, and I'm sure that you are too. I wanted to teach more than I did during the holiday season. I focused a little more on the kind of recipe thing than I wanted to. So why don't we get back into some genealogy and family history topics right away. We'll start the new year right. We can always talk a bit about holiday traditions another time. But first, we have news from the FPPP. Patreon Army. First, Kate Londigan is our latest branch. Thank you so much, Kate. We're glad to have you along. Second, increased support has allowed me to add an audio filtration process that will increase the quality in the levels in my interviews. I am very happy about this. Thank you to my Patreon Army for helping to improve podcast audio quality for all. You know, you can support me as well by going to patreon.com join slash Alive. It's simple, and it makes a real difference in what I can do for you. And now, the genie news. From the podcast, I can tell you that in the next few weeks, I will be getting swag out to first-year supporters and first-year guests. And in a few weeks, I will be adding swag to the various Patreon levels as well. In terms of the website and my own work, I'm making some changes, as promised. From now on, I will not be doing any paid research at all. I will concentrate my time on my own work, researching two books, and on assisting Patreon subscribers and Facebook group members with their research. The only research I will be taking on from now on as my schedule allows, is research for persons descended of the enslaved, and that will all be 100% free of charge. I am moving slowly toward a nonprofit idea, but it's going to take a lot of careful configuration, so I won't talk about it until I have a lot more work done. But we're starting the year off right. In other Genie news, it's a new year with new projects and new seasons for all, have you ever wondered where I get all this stuff, these Genie news items? Almost all items are drawn from Twitter, of course. Today we are talking about precisely that, using Genie Twitter to stay up to date and to build community. So I'll give you handles to follow with each news item. PBS is showing the first episode of the new season of Finding Your Roots tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States. It features. Andy Samberg and George R. R. Martin. It ought to be good. Follow at Henry Lewis Gates for details on the season. Black Progen returns tonight with episode 74: Reverse Genealogy, DNA, and Tracing the Living. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. You can find their channel by searching for Black Progen one word on YouTube, or follow at Black Progen on Twitter for more details and future episodes virtualgenealogy.org is having their first online meeting on Tuesday, January 15th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The topic is a hot one for many in the U.S. and Canada, researching ancestors from Spanish-speaking countries. Pre-registration is required, so go to virtualgenealogy.org to sign up. Follow at virtualgenasac, which is virtual A-S-S-O-C, and the host, at Colleen Green, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-G-R-E-E-N-E, for more information. GenChat has a new website. It's at genchatgenealogy.com. Bookmark it, and you can sync the GenChat meeting schedule with your Google Calendar. I just did it. Super cool and easy. Talk about a great way to use Twitter with the hashtag GenChat. Follow them at underscore GenChat. We'll talk more about GenChat in a few minutes. Ancestry Hour, another Twitter based conversational series, is restarting today, January 8th, from 7 to 8 p.m. GMT. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time. For brick walls, shaky leaves, and other family history joys, look for the hashtag Ancestry Hour or Follow at Ancestry Hour for more information. Amy Johnson Crow is rebooting her very successful fifty-two Ancestors in fifty-two weeks challenge for writing prompts and ideas to get you going on writing about your family history. You can find more details at B U Frank Frank dot L Y slash two capital K small Q five T big Q zero or follow Amy at AmyJohnsonCrow on Twitter. Use the hashtag 52Ancestors when posting pieces about your ancestors on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and you will join an international conversation. And some great news from Michael W. Twitty, winner of two James Beard Awards for his book The Cooking Gene. He is starting a GoFundMe in January to pay for his first filmographer to document his second culinary pilgrimage to West Africa. His goal is to make the cooking gene a path of cultural reclamation and reconciliation. He's headed to Benin and Togo in March to examine the links between West African foodways and traditional spirituality and healing practices. He expects to raise $12,000 to make this possible, as soon as details are available, I'll let you know. Or you could visit his beautiful blog at afroculinarian.com, or follow him on Twitter at koshersoul for updates. So, Twitter, the bane of many a good soul's existence, the fiery hell where bots and the generically soulless go to eviscerate others without care and then die in anonymous ignominy. I know. Twitter has a bad rep, and for a lot of valid reasons, but Twitter is actually the most fantastic place for genealogists to meet and collaborate. Instagram is cool for sharing photos and some ideas, but it's limited by the visual nature of the platform. Facebook, which I really want to leave for a lot of reasons, is just too big and full of way too many egos and people who are in genie groups purely to gratify those egos rather than teach or perform service. I used to enjoy membership in a bunch of Facebook groups, occasionally contributing and reading a lot of interesting posts, but senior members of these groups got really vicious with the people who were asking questions, simple genealogy questions, and then There's the racism in this one particular hereditary descendants group, which shall remain nameless, though I don't know why I'm giving them that honor. I doubt I'll ever go to the trouble of completing my application to any hereditary society other than possibly the DAR after the stuff I saw there. It was sickening. So I bagged pretty much everything other than my surname groups that I started on Facebook, DNA detectives, and a few other reparationally directed groups. Facebook has dropped more than a few notches for me. But Twitter is really amazing, supportive, funny, educational, with people doing lookups for one another in local archives just because, and that's how it should be. So let me tell you my story of getting involved on Twitter in hopes of you seeing how it worked for me. Then you can do the same for yourself, take advantage of a worldwide network of lovely, cooperative people, and advance your research and your professional circles. It will also give you the opportunity to give back. I first created an account for my genealogy business, Ancestors Alive Genealogy, in 2012. A friend taught me how to use it, but I was social media awkward, nevertheless. He told me that it's considered bad etiquette to go on and just blast information about my business, and that I should develop conversations and relationships with people by following hashtags that related to my business and my interests. He told me to follow people who had interesting things to say, and once I felt comfortable, to chime in on conversations. He also told me that my genealogy account should be just about genealogy and not about photography or anything else that I was into. I made separate accounts for my various interests and small businesses and kept the personal stuff to a personal account. Back then, I was barely doing any research for others. I didn't realize anyone would be interested in the weird stories I was finding in my own family, and I felt like the girl who was forced to go to prom with her cousin from Teaneck, New Jersey. It just wasn't comfortable. So I let the account languish for a few years with only occasional visits that did nothing to build lasting friendships. Late in 2017 when I was preparing for the podcast I realized that I wanted to get the word out but I also realized that I didn't know anybody in genealogy on Twitter. I started to follow the hashtags genealogy and family history because they seemed pretty obvious And soon I found myself reading conversations and occasionally contributing, usually a punchline, of course. I started following people, and a few people followed back. When it was time to set up my social media auto-publishing for my podcast episodes to sites like LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and so forth, I made sure that I was hitting all the right places, and that included Twitter. As the first few episodes published, and I was writing new ones, I started to ask some questions on Twitter surrounding upcoming scripts. I got a few answers here and there, but not much. I hadn't established myself yet. The really fun and interesting conversation started when I let my hair down, short as it is, and I told stories about the actual tree research I was doing and responded to what others were doing. And then all of a sudden, I noticed that a guy named Sir Leprechaun Rabbit a Canadian genealogist with a bajillion friends who's involved with all things Genie Twitter had started retweeting my episode posts with recommendations so that others would see about them and maybe listen. I'm getting him on for an interview, by the way. We tried to do this last year, but it didn't work out quite, you know, but this year, definitely. That one action that he took, retweeting about my podcast, was so generous. And because he has so many followers, I felt like I'd been allowed to sit at the cool kids table in the cafeteria. I felt more comfortable starting conversations, asking questions, and being involved. I found more hashtags to follow, including folklore and folklore Thursday. And then Sir Leprechaun Rabbit told me about hashtag GenChat. We'll have him explain that when he's on, but basically it's an hour long live chat on Twitter with all participants answering questions posed by moderators using the hashtag GenChat. And as I said in the news, GenChat just developed its own website, which looks fantastic, by the way. And it has a page that explains exactly how GenChat works. So I strongly recommend you going there and reading it. But GenChat has different leaders and topics each week. And there's also a GenChat DNA. It's really a warm community. He also told me about Ancestry Hour, which is the same idea, and it's based in the UK, so it's on a slightly different time, you know, from the United States and Canada. But now, I look forward to going onto Twitter. I take my own questions there, as well as questions from members of the Facebook group. One time, I had a question about tracing the demise of my Confederate third great-grandfather, I had tried with phone calls and online lookups on my own, but I hadn't found anything to prove his service, let alone his death. All I knew was that his wife remarried his fourth cousin by the 1870 census. To my great surprise, I mentioned my ancestor in a comment just as an aside, and people popped out of the woodwork offering to do some research for me. I was absolutely overwhelmed, and though the mystery about him remains, the fact that strangers were all about helping me just because it was genie Twitter was the coolest thing. I have bad days, and when things like that happen, I really get the boost that I need to pick myself up and keep moving forward. So, here's the big question. How do you avoid being a Twitter Jeffrey? How do you do it right? Right. First, make a Twitter account that is dedicated to genealogy. Leave your politics and your fashion goss at the door as much as you can. And don't drag in your other hobbies too much. Most folks do branch out a bit, myself included, but if you're just starting to use Twitter for genealogy, keep it pure for a little while until folks know you a bit. Make your handle something to do with your name, something to do with your research, but don't go cutesy. I personally have doubts about cute, Twitter handles, hashtag bots. Next, fill out your profile completely, including a profile photo. It would be great if you use the same one as you use on Ancestry. I use my professional logo, my real name for my name, and my handle is at Ancestors Alive. Show that you are a real person, not a Russian bot. I have actually encountered bot accounts that were set up to look like genealogy accounts. Apparently, foreign political agents are watching Who Do You Think You Are and see it as an in to U.S. and possibly other national cultures. I don't know. In your profile, be sure to add a description of yourself, including hashtags pertaining to your interests or the hashtags that you follow most often. It'll help folks to identify where you're coming from when they're deciding whether or not they're going to follow you. Choose a header photo, something that pertains to your work, like a scan of an old family letter or a grouping of old family photos. Make it groovy. Then choose a color scheme to delight the eyes of those who view your profile online. Make it fancy schmancy if you want. Don't induce migraines or seizures, but be distinctive. My header is the same as on my Facebook page and my business cards, and my color scheme is a darkish blue to match my website. Hashtag no neon. Do not make your Twitter feed private. The whole point of Twitter is to find new friends and engage in conversations based on what you share as well as what others share. Let people follow you. It's like entering a cocktail party. Don't wear a paper bag on your head. Hashtag common sense. Keep it balanced. Don't go follow crazy. The ideal account has roughly an equal number of followers and accounts it's following. You'll be out of balance at first, for sure, but if in three months or six months your account follows a thousand people and you have like five followers, you're going to look like a bot. Have patience, young Luke. The force is with you. Hashtag obligatory Star Wars reference. Follow back if you like a person's content. It's not obligatory, but it's polite. You can mute them if they irk you, or you can unfollow them if you decide you really don't like what they're saying. Hashtag nothing is set in stone. As for content, quality matters. Post articles there based on your favorite topics. I post on folklore, genealogy, archaeology, DNA, and specific historical issues in genealogy and DNA. I sometimes do a little Google search to find interesting articles to post. And of course, I look for interesting articles about African diasporic foods and culture as they pertain to history, lore, and genealogy. I also favor my Irish roots from time to time. Post family photos with brief descriptions about the people in them. Freaky stories? Always a plus. Make people laugh with you. They love that stuff, and you will have great conversations as a result. Find posts to enjoy on Twitter by searching good, solid hashtags. It's the pound sign in front of a word or a series of words with no spaces. Folklore, family history, ancestor, ancestors, ancestry, family search, and genealogy are great ones to start with. You'll find more as you snorkel the surface of Twitter. Heart everything you like on Twitter and retweet everything that you think is important be discretionary. Comment on things whenever possible, even if it's just to say I agree or great post or wow, where did you get that? People appreciate it when you notice and retweet their posts. Don't be oily. Be your most magnanimous self. Once you're at the cocktail party, enjoy yourself. Hashtag generosity counts. Follow people who say, stand for, or do things that you like. Follow people whom you aspire to be like someday. They won't always follow you back, but it's not a numbers game. And this is really important. It's about engaging with people in conversations, even if they really aren't that into you. You can learn at any time, especially when you don't expect it. Having a lot of followers is a silly game that children and the egocentric, maladjusted megalomaniacs play. And block anybody who offers to sell you followers. Becky, please. Once you've established some friendships and you feel like you know what some genealogists and folklorists do, historians and archivists, what they do, ask a brick wall question. If you can do it with a photo, so much the better. People pay attention to photos and visual aids. And if you feel comfortable directing it to someone specifically because you know that it's his or her field, Go for it. But all Ancestry.com Jeffrey rules apply here too. Be courteous, gracious, informative, and a very good neighbor. Do it as a tweet and start by asking, Would you help me with a question about something? Something like that. People love to help courteous people, right? None of us enjoys a yo, give me a tree message on Ancestry. Why would we on Twitter? Hashtag, Don't be a Jeffrey. Be sparing in your use of DMs, direct messages, with people. If you can keep requests public, it's better. It's an etiquette thing, and I can't quite explain it, but it's important. It's an important one that I learned the hard way. (laughs) Oops. Don't burn bridges. To do a good job of building relationships, expect to spend 10 to 15 minutes on Twitter one or two times a day so that you can catch all of the time zones that you want to catch. Read posts with hashtag searches, follow people, heart and retweet things, and post a few things of your own. Once you're comfortable, jump into a thread with a comment or question. Tell a joke. Do you? Follow this pattern daily, and you will build the kind of support system that gives you answers when you have questions or offers help when you didn't realize you needed it. It will also give you opportunities to provide aid to strangers, and that is the grooviest gravy of all. I want to thank my network on Twitter for being so utterly awesome, and if you want some great accounts to follow, I'll add them to the show notes and post them on the website. I follow over 800 accounts, but the accounts that I'm going to list in the show notes were especially helpful to me in my first year of the podcast. Not all of them follow me, but I had great conversations or learned from posts from all of these accounts. We'll have some challenges and assignments on Twitter coming up this year, so I hope that you will get active there. If you do these simple things, 10 to 15 minutes, once to twice a day, say morning and evening, you will find yourself a lot less alone in your work than you were. You'll be laughing, gossiping, comparing notes, learning, and really digging into your work with renewed enthusiasm when you utilize Twitter with good, strong hashtags, conversations, and excellent content. And that's our chat for the day. I hope the new year is treating you well. We'll be discussing some New Year's issues from Traditions to Resolutions later this month. Find all things FPPP at AncestorsAlive.com, links to previous episodes, all my social media incarnations, blah-da-dee-blah-da-dee-blah, Follow me at patreon.com ancestorsalive for additional posts and information and of course to join the Patreon army that makes all things possible. Until next time, do your research, don't be a Jeffrey, get to grooving on genie twitter, and above all, expect surprises.